when I, when I first asked out the woman that became my wife, she turned me down. I went to a movie called A Man and a Woman. But two months later, I called her again. I'm not a quitter. She said yes. So I decided to really impress her and take her to a sequel, A Man and a Wife. When we walked into the State Theater, we were the only couple there. The other patrons were three men in trench coats with newspapers on their laps. Not a sequel, a porno. Several years later, and by the way, great first date. So <laughs> several years later, my oldest sons were six and eight. They loved Flash Gordon. So I decided to get them the sequel, Flash Gordon. Yeah, not a sequel, a porno. But look, it all worked out great. My wife and I have been together for more than 50 years. All three of my sons are married. Except I'm not allowed to ever pick out a movie. But I wonder, do you think my granddaughter would like Bambi 2 Behind the Bleachers? I think it's a sequel. I live in Washington, D.C., and I love it. Except, you know, it's getting way too expensive. You wouldn't believe what it costs these days to buy a politician. And they're not worth it. Both D.C. and Georgia have politicians that tweeted, the Jews control the weather. Oh, come on. We haven't been able to control the weather since we left Egypt the first time. And let me tell you a little secret. If we really had that superpower, we'd just keep Manhattan a toasty 78 degrees. I hate the fact that just because I'm over 70, you all think that I'm old. That on the BART, pregnant women give me their seats. And that my only pickup line is help. I've fallen and I can't get up. Because you see, old age is an attitude, not a number. Well, unless you've been pushed out of your job because of your age like me, then it's a slow tumble. You lose your job. You lose all sense of purpose. Before you know it, you are sitting in death's waiting room. Walnut Creek. I'm Mark Palchik. Thank you very much. Hey, Mark Palchik. Did you come all the way in from Walnut Creek in your Tesla? Look at you. Oh, that's so sweet. No, that's great. I just took the BART from Walnut Creek today because my rich friend took me on vacation this weekend. So yay for Walnut Creek people. And old yay, rich old dudes. Yay. Um, thanks for uh, doing the thing and staying alive, bro. 72. That's great. My mom is older than that. She didn't look good. Uh, you look great. Your next comedian, clap your hands together. He looks great. And he drives a really cool motorcycle now. Uh, put your hands together for Colin Braun. Yay! Um, I don't want to sound pretentious, but that's just how I was raised. Uh, I got some mail for a previous tenant, and I wrote Return to Sender on it. And that made me think of that song by Elvis, Return to Sender. You guys, you guys know this song? Well, if you're not familiar with the song, it's a very sweet song about a very sweet man who can't take a very clear hint. Does anyone here have a fantasy football team? Sorry, um, I mean, does anyone else here have a football team fantasy? We all registered to vote. 
I hope everyone votes. Like any, uh, like any other self-respecting gay man, I am emphatically voting yes on D. And I'm voting no on E because I have work in the morning. People will uh, tell me lies. They'll accuse me of little lies. Your table will be ready in five minutes. You look great today. Or you had a great set. Someone asked me, I was drinking wine recently because I'm better than you. And um, someone asked me if I prefer reds or whites. And obviously I prefer reds. Only Republicans prefer whites. Gonna do that one again. I apologize. I work in construction. I've been focused on my work. Um, we're doing all this work with structural steel, so I apologize if I'm a bit rusty. Um, why did the iron worker blush? Because his foreman made him erect. What's the best part about hooking up with foreman? There are four of them. If you're looking to get properly nailed, though, I recommend a union carpenter. Guys, we have to be honest with ourselves. We have a messed up country, a fucked up system. A white man in my neighborhood killed eight homeless people. And our system is so broken that I still walk free. All right, I've, I've gotten some flack because apparently I've written a lot of jokes recently about killing homeless people. But I've also written a lot of jokes about killing myself. And I'm still here, terrorizing the neighborhood with my screams in the night. I recently got divorced. And uh, you know, a good relationship is like a sleeping bag. Familiar, warm, even when you're uh, But a bad relationship is like a homeless man's sleeping bag. You know there's shit in there. But until you've been in one, you have no idea. There's nothing to do but drink and masturbate. Thank you. Um, lastly, I went to uh, North Carolina recently. I went to a bar that had a lot of um, like growlers and things. A growler, you know, it's one of those big bottles. You know, a lot of um, God damn it that I made. And uh, you know, you get like a 64 ounce big big old bottle of uh, the uh, draft beer of your choosing. They also have Crowlers, which is a growler, but it's a can. It's 32 ounces, uh, but in a can of the, of the draft beer of your choosing. And um, I have an idea for um, a howler. It's it's a 64-ounce bottle of the draft beer of your choosing, and when you open it up, it goes, ah! Um, and then there's, then there's the Browler, which is, um, it's, a it's, it's a growler, but it's in a, it's in a plastic shopping bag. Uh, then there's the Towler, which is 64, Four ounces of the draft beer of your choosing uh, absorbed into a 36 by 48 beach towel that you wring out over a set of glasses as a party trick. And then there's the Fowler, which is a turkey hollowed out and filled with 86 ounces of the draft beer of your choosing. <laughs> and then there's the uh, Prowler, which is a guy in a trench coat, and he will occasionally just pull out a can from one of the pockets and throw it at you, and it will be 12 ounces of the draft beer of your choosing. And then there's the Valor, which is a Marine Corps veteran um, <laughs> in a trench coat. Same guy as the Prowler. Uh, his name is Keith. He works in the kitchen.
then there's the Trowler, which is a small garden shovel, which is filled with eight ounces of the uh, draft beer of your choosing. Then there's the Flowler, which is a dozen roses um, cut at the stem in a vase with 28 ounces of the beer of your choosing. The roses will not last long. Um, and then there's the Colin Powler, which it's supposed to contain alcohol, but actually it turns out there was never any alcohol in there and a million Iraqis are dead. Um, and then there's the, the white powler, which is a regular growler, but it has this cute little pointy white hat on. And lastly, um, there's the nowler, which is a growler, but it doesn't come with a lid, and you need to finish it before you leave. I hope you didn't drive. My name is Colin Braun. Thank you very much. Hey, Colin Braun, everyone. That was lovely. I actually had to, it's okay, I wiped tears off my face. That was beautiful. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Kelly Evans! Hello, Mutiny Radio, how's it going? Uh, I am from Texas, is anyone else here? <laughs> unvaccinated? Nice, we got unvax in the house. You know, I find a lot of people, uh, I got vaccinated, I think like all of you, because uh, I live in San Francisco, and I want you to like me, you know? I want to hang out at your party. Please, just invite me. That's what we were doing. I did zero research, all right? Make some noise if you did research. Yeah, that's what I thought, yeah. Zero people. Yeah, I uh, I was first in line. I told them I was 65. I had zero kidneys. Put it in me. Fuck it, you know? Because I hadn't seen people in a fucking a year, all right? I needed to see people. There, I understand why people feel the need not to get vaccinated because they were seeing people all the time, you know? Except for their grandparents. Because they died. They died because they killed them. Um, all right. That's fun. Somebody's got a snack here. Uh, all right. Uh, I've been thinking about this a lot, lady, because, uh, you know, they've been people have been talking about, like, corporate jobs, saying that we're all family. And I think that makes a lot of sense because I hate my family. I do. So <laughs> every minute when I'm with them, I'm like, I, I want to leave or poop or as much as long as possible. Anyway, um <laughs> And it's just like I, I've been thinking like about that, and then you know the idea that like uh, people say mom is the hardest job in the world, and I just don't think it's really a job. You know, if I had to work a job where my success was contingent upon me loving people, I'd be like, I'd be like, I'm gonna fail this job. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm horrible at my job. You know what I do when I go to a job? I steal from that job. I sleep with my coworkers. You can't do that as a parent. You know, I'm just saying, don't fuck your kids. Is what I'm saying. Um, yeah, um, I'm just saying there's only one way out of parenthood, all right? Death, that's it. You or them, you choose. You pick one. Um, <laughs> oh, here's something. Uh, I, I My uh, uncle didn't want to get vaccinated, and uh, he now he blames every every possible ill in the world on somebody getting vaccinated. The other day, we were, he's like, Detroit Lions, they had to carry a guy off the field. He was vaccinated. I was like... <laughs> it's like, it's like he got his head smashed in by a linebacker. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that wasn't the vaccine, but I could be wrong. <laughs> he was like, "Man, you, you, our cousin, your cousin. He got vaccinated, and then he lost his job. He's been sick all the time. He lost all this weight." I'm like, "He's on meth. What the fuck are you talking about? None of these are vaccine problems." He just repeats everything is the vaccine. He brings it up constantly. It's so fucking annoying. I have other family members who, who hesitated, but they at least got vaccinated. One guy, because The Rock did. But I feel like 
I mean, I guess I get that. The Rock knows a lot about injections, you know. Um, yeah, vaccines, HGH, steroids, mostly. Uh, what'd you say? No, no, no. He's clearly on steroids. Holy shit! <laughs> Has anybody looked at The Rock recently? <laughs> He's 55 years old and 275 pounds of lean muscle mass. That is. I can't do that now, all right? Okay, well, not that we have the same genetics, but still, you get it. It's not because he's, um, God, I forgot the island. Anyway, uh, what else is going to say? Oh, this is the other thing. You know, I'm curious uh, if, how many of you would have got vaccinated as soon as possible if uh, Trump had the vaccine? Was that? Make some noise. Yeah, that, thank you. Yeah, a couple of people. Most of us probably wouldn't, right? We'd be like, it'd be named the trunk vaccine. You'd have to get it injected in your pussy. That'd be the way to do it. Um, all right, that was a strong way to end. <laughs> Thank you very much. Kelly Evans, everyone. Huzzah. All right, we have seven comedians left, and we're moving along. Your next comedian. I finally know who she is. Yay, put your hands together for Candy B. Steele. Woo! Um, so this is, I, this is, I, this is, I, joke, I just joke workshop, but only the first people get the workshop. But if you have notes for me, just know this is really workshopping up here, okay? So take those notes, give them to me. I'm not afraid of you. Love you. I was on my way, this is not the joke we're workshopping, just so you know. I was just, I need to tell you this. I was trying to park, and <sighs> there was poop, human, clearly human poop, in the only parking spot that I could find, and I had to do this, like, calculation that was like, is it worth it to get human poop on the tires of my husband's Subaru? It's probably like, like, the, like it's already, the tires of the Subaru are already pretty gross. But I just think it's fucked up that I have to do that calculation. And then I'm sitting here and listening to all of the homeless, every single one of us has told a homeless joke so far. And I just want to mention, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, clap for yourself. You told homeless jokes. The scary one. That was the guy who told the scary homeless jokes, just so you guys know. Um, the, but like, this is a solvable problem. We don't have to poop on streets. We, uh, so this is just a PSA. That's all. This is not a joke. We don't have to poop on streets. This is a solvable. We don't have to have homeless people. It's a thing we fucking chose. Okay. Um, so you might be able to tell I've been suffering from mania lately. Um, and I, and the way I know, one of the ways I, I, I've been, it's really been kind of an adventure to figure out, like, when am I manic and when am I not manic? It feels like maybe all the time I'm manic. <laughs> and um, one of the ways I know when I'm manic is when I'm watching porn, I'm like, holy shit, this is a good script. These actors are fucking talented. And there's, like, social commentary. Ha there was, like, a threesome happening it was a white couple, and then a, a woman of color was like, I don't know, their nanny or something employed by them. And there was something that was, ha I don't know, I was definitely manic, right? Because that, ha has porn gotten better? Do I need to know about this? Because uh, I used to be a playwright, and I didn't know that was like a path I could pursue. It's not too late, though. Okay, here's another porn-related commentary. Um, my boyfriend, shit, hope he's not listening. My husband informed me that, um, TikTok is now going to have like a, a porn section. And I am stoked. That, I mean, right? This is great news. This is technology giving us what we need. 
So if we can solve all our porn needs, we've got to be able to solve this shit on the street problem. I mean, let's talk to the TikTok people. Okay, these are the actual jokes. Yeah, I'm a- now I'm down, I'm down to the that I wanted to tell. Those were just things I wanted to tell you guys were talking. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, there was one I forgot. Um, poop on street, so many homeless jokes. The SF comedy scene is clearly traumatized. <laughs> Because all we can tell her come, oh, I'm not even going to get to my jokes, Pam. That's okay. That's okay. Um, okay, okay, okay. Thank you. Get to the joke. The um, Oh, but I just wanted to say, like, the reason that must be why you all repeat all your jokes every time you come up here is because you're so traumatized by the homelessness in San Francisco. That didn't kill. The, San- the comics don't like that. Um, okay, here's the joke I'm trying to tell, which is something about... There's two of them. One of them, th- both of them are about like white people coming to America and then indigenous people. And the first joke goes, uh, the first joke goes like they're translating shit and they're like, look, this is a pumpkin. And they're like, oh yeah, we call that pumpkin, but you know, in a different language. Oh, look, this is a shoe. And they're like, oh yeah, we call that shoe. And then they're doing, they're like, okay, and this is religion. And I don't know what they do, but they're. Like, they're doing something like that. And then the Native American people are like, oh, yeah, religion. We have sun. We have trees. And they're like, you don't get it. You, <laughs> you, guys, you guys don't get it. We'll teach you. That's such a shitty way to interact with people you just met. You're like, no, nah, I'm sorry. You don't understand what we're talking about. Okay, that's, so that's the one joke. And then the second joke, which is supposed to be connected, is that the Native Americans um, are actually didn't get, like, pushed off their land. They were like tired of the white people and they just left. They were like, oh God, these white people have this fucking scarcity mindset and they're hoarding everything even though we live in this place where there is way more than we need. So fine, we'll just leave them because they keep taking our shit. And then the white people want to take that land too and they're like, okay, fine. And they, they gave us gold. And they're like, okay, gold, sure, it's nice. And then they come back and they're like, actually, we want that land that you're on <laughs> again. And they're like, there's only like 300 of you down and they're like and this time they give them green paper <laughs> and they're like you actually made this up this is green paper sorry Pam thank you you gotta you gotta yell at me okay thank you bye hey I didn't want to yell at you candy bees deal yay I also learned a lot this week about the Washoe tribe we'll have a good conversation about it it'll be fun they tried to help this the Donner party and the Donner party shot at them they were trying, the Washoe tribe was trying to give them a dead deer and they were like trying to help them because they knew they were starving and then the dumb white people shot at them. <laughs> anyway, the Donner Party didn't have to eat each other. They could have just listened to the fucking Indians. I mean, Native Americans. God, I'm so racist. I'm just, it's just ingrained in everything. Your next comedian, everybody put your hands together for Sam West. Yay! What's up, everybody? The social awkwardness of getting up too early to come to the stage is way worse than potentially bombing. Holy shit, I'm glad to be here. I was inside doing chores all goddamn day, all day. I know I have a drug problem because I can't do basic household chores anymore. Like today I was trying to vacuum. I fucked it up. Headphones were so loud, didn't hear the vacuum was off the whole time. Like, fuck, man. I just gave my house a 47-minute belly rub. My dad and I are really close. Him and I, single father, real good father-son bond. He was always there for me. 
I remember one time I woke up and caught the monster under my bed masturbating. Did what any terrified child would do, called out for my dad. Dad, dad. He came so fast. I'm not into promiscuous hookups, you know? Like, I want the strings attached. Why only fuck puppets? I had to break it off with Pinocchio last week because he kept saying kinky shit during sex. He, he kept saying, I'm a real boy. My girlfriend and I wanted to get a dog, but we didn't think we were ready, so we adopted a highway. We had to put it down. It was horrible. Got run over by a car. <laughs> I'm down with progressivism, but I can't keep up with the acronyms, you know? Like, I was on, on board with LGBTQ, right? POTUS, losing me a little bit. We used to just say the president of the United States, you know? SCOTUS, I'm starting to fall off, you know? Like, all right, just the court is cool with me, you know? I really got lost, because we used to just say transgender Ukrainian people of color. Now, now it's Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend needs me to be more inclusive. So I started doing DIY projects. I like creative DIY. I put a bunch of braille on my windows describing the view outside. And now my blinds feel included. <laughs> my parents broke up when I was little. My dad caught my mom cheating. And I think it's really dramatic to ruin a nice family over a board game. <laughs> I'm losing my eyesight, losing it fast. I work on the computer, I stare at a screen all day. And that's how I know my porn addiction's getting really out of control. I'm very white, you can't tell. From Vermont, which is northeast, about as far as you can get from San Francisco in Oconus. Darkest thing to come out of Vermont, grade A maple syrup. Statistically, Vermont is the whitest state. I think it goes back and forth with Maine. You know, one family goes over the border to get their groceries. I think part of puberty growing up in such a white place is acting like you're not white. I'll put it that way. Right? Like, hear me, hear me here, and I'm not saying this is right, okay? When I was a freshman in high school, we all played basketball. We all had Vince Carter jerseys, Air Jordans. None of us could fucking dunk. We had one kid. His name was David. He was 6'11". He dunked it senior year. Whole town had an event, went crazy for him. All right, <laughs> I got it there. Thanks, everybody. Sam West, everyone. Wait, were you the kid dunking? Because you're hella tall. And you can't, you can't, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I have no idea how tall people are. He's not 6'11". Everybody, Sam West, yay. Uh, your next comedian, we're moving right along. Clap your hands in a wild slap. You like motion for Kava to sing, yay. <laughs> So I don't do one night stands anymore. Okay, I, I had one one night stand uh, and it was my last. I met a guy at a bar, uh, he was 34 um, and I was like, yes, I was 22. Okay, so I was like, yes, like I found a sex expert, you know, anytime he was like, 
close to finishing early, he would do a minute of Lamaze. You know, like I, I thought I hit the jackpot. Um, and then, so we go home together, and, um, you know, like, we're doing foreplay, and I don't know, having sex with him was like making a sandcastle because his dick, dick kept, like, slipping through my fingers. And it was, it was rough. Like, y you know, I was just like, I was like, um, what, what did I do? I was just, like, I was like working the dough. You know, I was like working the dough, working the dough, working the dough. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm tired. This is really hard. And so I eventually told, I mean, it's not hard, but I told him, I was like, look, dude, I really don't think it's working. Like I've seen sourdough, sourdough starters like rise quicker than this. And he eventually was like, you know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really sorry. I should tell you that I've been really stressed lately because my brother is, uh, has cancer. Like, oh. I knew this was too good to be true, you know? Like, like, he was 34. He was supposed to be a sexpert, you know? And he looked like a block of ice. And it turns out this chisel, like, I'm cute. I'm not hot. And this guy, like, I know my place, you know? And, and this freaking chiseled block of ice was just looking to be held, you know? So I was kind of disappointed. Um, but it's okay. It's, it, it was fine. Um, also, by the laws of the one-night one night stand, he could have said anything else. Like, it was the whiskey, you know, or I have no interest in you. Um, and I think any of those would have been preferred alternatives. Um, but we continued anyway. Like, he was like, he was like oh, I, I feel bad. I feel like I killed the mood. And I was like, yes, cancer kind of has that effect. Um, and then he, like, tried to go down on me, and I was like, oh, no, this is going to be really bad. Because uh, it was like someone took a vacuum and, like, sucked out of, sucked all the optimism out of my pussy. Uh, so I was like, oh, what do I do? Think of something sexy. Think of something sexy. I was like, oh, the first time that I got a library card. Like, yes. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, we got the faucet running. Um, and then he was like, okay, two fingers or three? And I was like, four. Where do you think I throw my library cards? And... Then, you know, like, it was it was fine. It was okay. Like, after we were just, like, lying down together, you know, I, like, completely resigned. And I, I didn't want to be so judgmental. Um, so I was like, so your brother, uh, does his dick work, <laughs> you know? Um, and then, uh, no, I obviously didn't say that. I wanted to be supportive. Uh, so he was, he was basically like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't, like, this is a lot that I'm dumping on you. And I feel like I haven't. Like, like I, you probably don't relate. And I was like, oh, I, t I totally relate, you know, like, I've struggled too. Uh, you know, if my mom, like, if, if I change my major one more time, my mom's going to kill me. Because uh, I was 21 and he was 34. This is great. I'm just <laughs> rambling. This is, this is, this is a lot. Um, <laughs> bye, guys. Come to sing, everyone. That was like a time warp. I thought we were like, this was last night, and then you were 21. I was like, we're in a time warp, yeah! Doodly, doodly, doodly. It was fun. Everybody, come to sing, yay! We have a couple comedians left. Your next comedian, it's his first time here. Put your hands together for Jonathan Yang!
that th that'd be nice. That would be that's how these things work. So I'm pretty f philosophical person. The other day I was thinking back about something my high school teacher, Mr. Simon, uh, told us. Well, told me we weren't in class; we were just in bed together. But he said, "How many holes does a straw have? How many holes does a straw have? What do you guys think?" Some say one, some say two. I don't know. I think it's one. Um, but there's a there's a healthy debate about it, and apparently we all came from organisms, mouth and anus. We call them manus animals, manus. Um, and the sea cucumber is the remaining ancestor of this manus. Um, you know, it's a pretty wonderful wondrous organism. They have, uh, their other organisms live inside of its asshole. Because it's such a beautiful asshole that they just like live inside of it. And I thought, why? You bastards. Because uh, I'm pretty infatuated with holes, or one hole in particular. Um, I talk about them a lot. Um, and that is the asshole. But if it's if it's an asshole and a mouth, I, I, I just feel like it's one thing, you know? People are kind of grossed out when I say I love to eat asshole for hours. Uh, they're kind of grossed out by it. But, you know, if a straight guy comes up here and says he eats asshole for hours, you guys would be so congratulatory. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not this card. Um, so, yeah. Assholes, you know, gays really, really have a... Uh, a whole culture around assholes, as you can imagine. Um, we call them bussies. They're boy pussies. Bussies. So, yeah, I'm killing it today. Um, okay, what else? What else? What else? <laughs> oh, this is something that's funny that happened. Um, probably not funny. But um, the security guard in my job today, I needed a... I needed, um, a temporary badge because I left mine at home, and he's like, you know, Jonathan, I really want to ask you, how do you speak English so well? Like, what? It's been a while since I've gotten semi-racist comments like that in San Francisco, and he was, he, you know, he was very genuine, so I didn't want to school him or anything, but, you know, it takes me back to my Chicago days. Like, people just assume you're supposed to sound a certain way. Uh, so, that's about it. That's all I have today. Thank you. Yay! Jonathan Yang doesn't sound like he's from Chicago. Not at all. Not even a little bit. Not even a little. He didn't even talk about deep dish pizza once. Uh, your next comedian, he's also new to the room. He, I don't know his last name, but put your hands together for Ali. Yay! Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, I am new to San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, I love all the homeless talk because, like, that was, like, the first I got here. I was like, like, dude, this is the Olympics of homeless people. Like, they are, like, having fun out here. Like, it's almost too fun to be homeless. And they run the, sh they run the city. Like, I got in here and I saw you guys and I was like, fuck, they got the homeless, they got the open mic. Like, they're all. Okay, but, uh, kidding. <laughs> I'm from Michigan. All right. And, uh. You know, Michigan had, like, the whole, ca like, capital was overthrown by, like, the Indians. 
people. And uh, I'm pretty sure that was planned in a room that was just like this. <laughs> like, walked in here, I was like, all right, we're overthrowing some shit tonight. Or someone's inciting a rally. Um, <laughs> no, this is a sick room. I really like this place. But anyways, I grew up Muslim. And I have a theory that it's more difficult to be a kid who's Muslim than an adult. Because as a kid, you don't know what to believe. But as an adult, you kind of just... You you believe what you believe. You just, you know, like Monday to Friday, I was in school hanging out with all these white kids. And then Saturday, I go to a religious school and they teach me about how those same white kids are going to burn in hell one day. And I was like, oh shit. Um, when I was a kid, 9 11 happened and all over the news was Osama bin Laden. I need to find Osama bin Laden. Like, Osama bin Laden's a bad guy. And I was like, and, like, I go to the mosque with my dad, and, like, the head guy comes out, and I'm like, damn, I think we got him. <laughs> I think that's him right there. My dad's like, shut the fuck up. Please stop talking. <laughs> um, my dad, you know, uh, he taught me something recently. So you guys ever meet an immigrant person who's, like, uh, really into Trump? It's, it's odd, right? It's like, it's like, dude, what? Um, but I think I get it now because – you know, my dad, he's from India, came here, and he always hits me with the, like, you know, we struggled so hard to get you to have, like, a successful life and, you know, do what you want. All right, yeah, cool, cool. That fires me up. So I was interviewing for a job the other day, and uh, the head guy comes on. He's, like, the executive. It's the last interview or whatever. And he's this Indian dude from Bangalore just, like, phoning in virtually. Thicker Indian accent than my dad. And I'm like, Dad, you know that whole struggle step? Like, this guy completely skipped that. They're coming to our country. They're taking our jobs, Dad. <laughs> like, uh, I got one more. All right. Um, I have a pretty boring life. So when I use Instagram, I'm not really posting anything. I'm just kind of scrolling, which catches up to you after a while because it's like you're learning a lot about other people, and they have no idea what the hell's going on in your life. Like, I ran into my ex-girlfriend a few years ago in Chicago, and she was like, you're in Chicago? Like, since when? And I'm like, um, I'm pretty sure it was, like, a month after your family's trip to Italy last year. Uh, like, by the time you did that girls' weekend in Vegas, like, we were all, I was all moved into Chicago, so, what's up? <laughs> all right, that's all I got. Thank you, guys. Let your ex-girlfriend know she can stalk you by listening to you at www.mutinyradio.fm. Yay! <laughs> uh, your next comedian has been so patient. Put your hands together for Brett Harper Jennings. Yay! I should have been a better audience member. Um, I talked through all of your sets. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, oh, I'm really, um, I, uh, I'm nervous saying my name. Like, for a long time, I was, I thought, like, I don't know, like, I was nervous I was pronouncing it wrong, or, like, <laughs> I was, like, mumbling too much, and so, um, I sometimes would just go tell people my, ma my name is Tina, um, and it's not, it's Brett, but <laughs> I would tell people it's Tina because it was easier I was once at a party, and I said, uh, my name is Brett, and the person I was talking to was like, got it. 
And then we walked over to a group of people, and they were like, this is bread. And everyone was like, bread, that's a crazy name. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it is. Um, I wanted to be like, I'm not bread, you're bread, you know, because that's like a mean thing to call other people. <laughs> like, I don't, you don't think of like healthy people when you think of bread. But anyway, I, and then um, I was talking to someone and they asked for my Instagram and I showed them and it was my real name, Brett, and they're like, that's not, your name isn't Brett, it's Brett. And I was like, yeah, I just lied. And it was really uncomfortable. Um, okay, kind of. <laughs> Um. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I uh, I was trying to make a hair appointment, and uh, you know when you haven't done something in a long time, you're like, oh, am I weird, or is this a bad situation? Like, or is the other person weird? Like, uh, I was on the phone, and then I was like, hi, and the guy was like, uh, uh, hello. Like, I'd like to make an appointment, and he's like, uh, okay, uh. That's okay. Uh, I need to find a pen. I was like, okay. And he's like, um, I'm gonna give you a number, and you need to send pictures to this number. I was like, okay. <laughs> so he sent a bunch of pictures of my hair to the number, and I think I'm getting my hair done next. I really hope. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. Is that normal? Has anyone else ever had to send pictures? Hey, cool, cool. Um, great, uh, I, <laughs> um, when I was younger, uh, growing up, I wasn't allowed to have an opinion, uh, unless I had, like, enough of a good reason to have that opinion. Like, uh, in elementary school, like, people would, ar would always ask you, like, what's your favorite color? And I always was like, what are they playing at, you know? Like, what, what are they trying to get me to admit? And, um. And so I would practice, I was like, it's yellow and, uh, it's and it's because it's bright. Because if I ever, s if my parents asked, they'd be like, why? And, and then I'd have to have a reason. Um, I don't know if this is funny or just sad. Uh, and <laughs> so I like, I remember thinking really hard about it and, and I don't want to do the rest because it's not funny. Okay, thank you, Pam. One sec, let me try. Oh, oh no, I'm going to try something else. Uh, okay, my parents are very supportive though. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, I, my roommate made a bunch of cookies, and she left them out for everyone. She said, anyone can have any of the cookies, and I ate all of the cookies, and, um, and then she sent this passive-aggressive text being like, whoever ate all the cookies, like, what I meant was you could have some, not all of them, and I told my mom, and she was like, what you need to do is you need to, like, go to a bakery buy some cookies for her and you need to shove them up her ass because she sounds awful and I like that that is something my mom said okay thank you guys if you want I can make you some pot cookies but don't tell her there's weed in them and it'll trip her shit out I would never I would never I everyone should always know when you're taking I'm sorry I just advocated giving people drugs without consent that's not cool don't do that Always tell your mom when you're giving her weed cookies. Your next, is, has anyone seen Jason King? Okay, Kyle Morrissey's here. Everybody, Kyle Morrissey, yay! Um, I started a new job 
recently and I I hate how every time I start a new job they make me watch the the sexual harassment training videos. Um I mean they make everybody watch them, not just me. I didn't do anything, but it's mandatory, you know. I didn't no, I didn't like join my first Zoom meeting like look how excited I am to be here, you know. I uh, I hate the sexual harassment training videos because According to these videos, workplace representation has come such a long way. But every time they show the office pervert, they s- he still they always still suspiciously look a lot like me, like like a older, balder, more divorced version of me. And so now I'm kind of like invested in this guy. I'm kind of rooting for him. I I'm like, look, man, you have an office crush. That's fine. You didn't develop any healthy relationships in college, and so. And the only social life you have is at work, and and I want this guy, I want this guy to win. But then it, they al- he always goes and does something stupid. Like he'll say to the intern, like, "Hey, what's up, Melissa? I got a big deadline for you." And it's like, "Come on, man! I would never say that. At least try giving her a kiss or something." Uh, like, you know, I hate those videos. Um, they uh, they always, the the writing in them is so corny. Um. I, they kind of look like porn. <laughs> the 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 office sexual harassment training videos are as corny as the beginning of like a work porn video. It's it's I can't. It's like like one of them just looks like what the guy in the video would want thirty seconds after the first video. It's like that's just this is just an extension of what this guy is thinking in this video. It where is that gonna go? Uh, I don't know. Um. I I think a uh, drug education was bad growing up. They y- you could never really convey why you should be concerned about drugs. You just had to go I just had to go and find out myself. Like when I was in high school, my favorite show was The Simpsons. It was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. And then my freshman year of college, I tried acid and then I never laughed at that show again. I never something happened. I don't know what happened, but I tried watching it again, and and every time I afterwards, I just be like, damn, maybe life is a cartoon. <laughs> like, <laughs> life do be making you feel like you have four fingers sometimes. Uh, I was uh I was coddled growing up. I even back then I I I knew it was bullshit. I wasn't buying it. Um, my my parents would always say like, y- you're the best son a parent could ever ask for and even back then i'd be like do you have citations like are, are other parents corroborating this because then that would make a difference if 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 a friend's dad came up to me it was just like i love you like that would <laughs> then i'd be like all right maybe mom and dad are onto something maybe maybe they maybe they do know something about myself that i don't know yet yeah um oh yeah we could, yeah we could shot um i uh i'm creepy uh um i don't li- like i don't mind that part it's how people categorize it like sometimes uh, you know just as like a weird fucking white dude with sallow cheekbones uh you just get you know you get a lot of like like i get a lot of like a oh, mass shooter and and that's offensive to me I got serial killer once, and I was like, "That's more of a compliment." That, like, because at least you think I have relationships with people. Like, at least you think like, 
Like I, I get the benefit of the doubt. Like that dude, serial killers get invited to barbecues. I get invited to barbecues. Fuck you. <laughs> I bring my own chili. All right. Oh, that's the end of the whole mic, isn't it? Yay, Kyle Morrissey! But it's not, it's not, it's not, because we're kind of holding time for Jason King, because Jason King is on his way. And so I'm just going to do one new joke in hopes that Jason King comes. But you can leave. But Jason King, I hope that Jason is coming, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell one more joke, and then we'll hopefully he comes. Yay. So you don't have to, I know you guys all want to go to the Condor. It was really fun last week, and it really is fun, and you guys should go, and it's a great show. It really is. I totally understand. I'm just burning time for Jason King. I'm just going to do, like, one new thing of material, and then if he doesn't show up, then I feel terrible for him. And then are you going to Geary, or do you want to take all the buses together? Okay, that's cool. So for the people that are still here, and this is exciting, I did, I was being very white lady, and I was hiking. I went on a hiking weekend. Thank you. I did a very white thing, and my friend has Lululemon pants, and do you know why they cost $120? Because you can't get a camel toe in them. That's the only reason. Why I spelunked that whole shit out. I was like, why does Lululemon cost so much money? Why would it be $120 for a pair of yoga pants? Please tell me. And now I know, no matter what position you're in, you have no camel toe. Lululemon pants make you look like you are... The Grecian goddess, uh, even if you're almost 50. It's amazing. Okay, so my friend is very rich, and she has Lululemon pants. She also has, like, a, a condo up at Donner Lake. So, of course, I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to Donner Lake. We have to go to the museum. She's like, we're going on a hiking vacation. I'm like, yes, hiking. Every day we're going to go on a hike, and we're going to hike along the places where the people ate each other and died in the snow. Ha-ha, <laughs> why didn't they eat... So this is my first question. Before I even learned about it, my questions. I was like, there's a lake there and there and there. In the winter, what happens to the fish? Nothing. You just have to ice fish. So the fish are under the lake. You've got to dig in, and then you fish for the fish. There's food. Also, haha, pine nuts. There's pine cones everywhere. There's pine nuts. That has fat. It has protein. There are pine nuts. So here's the thing. The dumb Americans are like, we got to get buddy. Here's the thing, capitalism. Here's, this is my, okay. So these are all these, these are these fucking idiot capitalists. They're like, we want money. We have lots of money. I'm a cabinet maker. And we're the Donner Party. Woo! And they, okay, so the Donner Party was this one guy, and he was like 60. He was old to be doing like a cross-trek thing. And they left from Illinois. They were the last Canadians to leave. And they said, you might be leaving too late. You heard this winter's going to be a rough one. And they left anyway. And they're like, this is so easy. They were following the track, la, la, la. And then they're like, ooh, it's getting cold. We heard about this cutoff. Let's do this thing that's never been tried. These idiots that have no idea. The hubris of rich capitalists. Well, of course, we're taking our horses across the land. That, ha, ha, ha. And then they get to the mountains. And they're lifting their thing. Okay, it's so funny. So they get, they get to Donner Lake, which is so beautiful. And... They built this monument, and it's like, so the snowdrifts that year were as high as where the bottom of the... <laughs> so there's all these people from Illinois who have no idea how to... There was... Ha! Okay, this is the part of the joke. This is the joke that's so funny. This is the thing. So all these idiots, all these capitalist idiots are like, we got to get gold! And they're trying to get there, and they're trying, and they're, they went the wrong way. They listen to this one guy, 
And then they got in a fight, and they kicked out this one guy, and they banished him, but he got to Sutter's Fort on his own. He brought back the rescue party. (laughs) Ha, ha. The guy they banned. Anyways, it's such a good story. But the best part of the story is that they were camping. They were living for that winter, and it's this lake where the Washoe Indians every year, the Native Americans, I'm such a dick, that's where they would, like, party every summer. They would go up there, and they would fish. They would have barbecues and parties, and they would dry their fish, and they'd get all their stuff. They'd collect all their stuff, and then they'd go down to the deserts during the winters, and they just, they were up there like, ah. And some of them lived up there, and they, okay, so the people are dying, and they're scared, and all this stuff's happening. And they were, like, giving them rabbit flesh and, like, wild potatoes and, like, putting them in places, and the white dummies are like, what's this? Well, I guess we can eat this. So in the middle of the winter, they come to try to help the dumb white people, and they have a carcass. They've killed a deer for them. And they come up to the camp, and the white people shot at them, (laughs) trying to save them. (laughs) And they shot at them. I'm sorry. I hate America. I'm like, I would have been like the washer. I was like, you've got food. Are we buddies? Like, we could figure it out. We're going to hang out in the snow together. The pine nuts, there was all this... And th- so they came back in the middle of the winter to help them again to check it out because they just lived there or whatever. They're like, yeah, we live here in the winter. You know, we hunt the squirrels and the birds and stuff, whatever. We live here. We've saved all our nuts and we've got dried fish. Let's hang out and play cards or whatever. I don't know. They've been, they've been there for 2,000 years. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then the subway people are there and they're like. So uh, last thing, oh, they shot at them and then something else. Um, no, it's, uh, oh, they came back and they were like, oh shit, they're eating each other. These white people are super fucking evil. (laughs) And then they said, we're not messing with them ever again because they actually had to resort. That's the whole great. They didn't have to resort to cannibalism. Anyway. Okay. Capitalism's bad. And (laughs) thanks for trying. Thank you guys for waiting. I'm uh, Jason's not coming. Thanks for listening to my TED talk. Thank you. That was, yeah, everybody, we're all going to go to Geary Club next, probably. Thank you for being here. You're the smarty pants person. You come up with smart things. We'll have to have interesting conversations. And thank you all for being here. And you're new, and that's great, Ali. You're the coolest. And um, so, like, you're Indian, but you were, like, made to be Pakistani or whatever, right? You were, like, they did, I don't, who knows? They were, like, hey, you were this, and now you're like, go this way. Right? (laughs) It's if you trip. What's it called? It's called generational trauma. (laughs) I'm so white that I'm like, I'm going to write a series of poems about the Native Americans, and I'm going to do land acknowledgments. I'm going to write a book of poetry called Land Acknowledgments, and I'm going to research all of the Native American tribes that were in the areas that I've lived in in California, because I've only lived in California. So I'm going to take all the places I've lived, Danville over there with the Mount Diablo, Davis, I'm going to look at all the places of San Diego that I've lived in, and I'm going to take those tribes, I'm going to research those tribes, and then I'm going to write a land acknowledgement. Because I've lived where they lived. I feel like as a white lady, it's my duty to, like, fucking be like, I know no one else is going to say, like, I'm really sorry for taking your shit, bro, but, like, I want to know about the tribes that lived here before me that I'm stealing their fucking land, and they were eating all the nasturtiums and all the cool things. I don't know. I don't know if we like give a nod to our ancestors, even if they weren't ours. Like I'm like land acknowledgments. I'm so white. That's the thing, and I feel guilty about bringing it up because I'm the white lady. I'm like, oh, the white lady said, 
Like the next one be like, oh, she's making headdresses out of. No, I'm not a, trying to appropriate anything. I'm trying to apologize. And reparations for all the people, and everything could be free. Money is not real. See y'all at Gary Vee. Here I have a new poetry collection on Amazon. Here's the title poem, The Shaman in the Library. Naked except for a loincloth, ritual scars and streaks of red clay, he attends the staff meeting. Bowl haircut, back straight, face impassive. Why is he here? No one knows. Since the library opened, he's pushed the loaded book cart and replaced Suzanne Summers and Gwyneth Paltrow in the diet and exercise section. Trembling patrons pay late fees promptly when he stands by the circulation desk. A few parents complain their teenagers shadow him, chasing rumors of hallucinogenic ayahuasca vines hidden in the botany section. And after the singed carpet incident, management forbade cooking fires. No more fresh rabbit meat, only packets of microwaved cassava. He pricks his fingertip at shift's end and fills out his time sheet with human blood. It's a good life. His employer provides health insurance and a retirement plan. But when the wild parrots come to strip fruit from nearby trees, he remembers the land of his birth, his vision quest, fasting to the point of death and how his spirit animal came to him. He remembers inhabiting the jaguar's body, its savage strength and the power he gained, power to take life and heal. Free from culture and convention, he hunted at night, the heart-pounding chase the taste of wild boar's blood. I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with a white material and I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. around in it on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Making big splits and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good feeling. I am a Can I see? Hello, Blake. Henry! Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Black Block, a novel about protest from Sanjuro, a sample. The walk from Union Square to the bar is a long way for a drink, so you want a few stopovers. You get warmed up at Lefty O'Doul's, an old-time tavern with memorabilia and a menu from another century. Then a Market Street dive to rub elbows with the hoi polloi. Next is a wholesome leather bar, the dark 
goth soundtrack is a refreshing change from the usual jukebox anthems, but you must avert your eyes lest you observe gentlefolk in flagrante. That means fucking. Tonight, none of these places are open unless looters have broken in. The city is shut down because of the riots. Thank you. Find me at sanjurorider.com and Black Block is on Amazon. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio, my friend. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny radio, my friend. of subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control, graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen, graphic design for every need, and live music promotion. Some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF. Visual and auditory mind control. Go to SubliminalSF.com now. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. October 9th through 16th, 2022, the 7th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming to you San Francisco and beyond. So many venues this year. Atlas Cafe, Madam Racecar, The Bar on Dolores, El Rio, Baby Blues Barbecue, OMG, and the Alameda Comedy Club, as well as Emperor Norton's Boozland and Mutiny Radio. 28 shows all week. Get your tickets at Eventbrite and for free on Sunday the 16th. It's a block party, part of the Phoenix Day block party. See you, or livable city who brought you Sunday streets. We're going to have a block party. We're going to have the bacon, bacon food truck, art vendors, 40 comedians from all over the United States outside, ready to make you laugh. Please come out to the 7th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival at eight different venues, October 9th through 16th, 2022. See you there. The National Lawyers Guild is dedicated to the need for basic change in the structure of our political and economic systems. They seek to unite lawyers, law students, legal workers, and jailhouse lawyers of America to function as an effective political and social force in the service of the people, to the end that human rights shall be regarded as more sacred than mere property interests. For more information about your legal rights, how to obtain legal assistance, or to donate, please contact the National Lawyers Guild at nlgsg.org. That's nlgsg.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio.
acid and fapping. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities.